my name is Rex, and I'm really excited to share with you tonight. We're kicking off a brand new series. We, Jeremy talked about it last week. It's called Friendsgiving. Anybody guess why we call it Friendsgiving? Because it's Thanksgiving month, and your friends are important. What? And we are a family made of friends. That's true. That's true. It all connects. But seriously, your friends are so vital in this stage in your life that we are going to take the whole month and talk about your friends and your relationships. Since we're talking about friendships, I've got a story for you. When I was in high school, I actually had friends. I know some of you don't think that's possible. But I did have a couple friends, and we were... Shh, I'm excited too, but just calm down. We went out to some land. Um, one of my friends lived on a farm. I, for those of you that don't know, I grew up in a small town, uh, Clinton, Missouri. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we went out, and he had some land, and we were shooting archery. We were testing our uh, archery fortitude, I guess you would say. And we were shooting at targets on hay bales and, and stuff like that. And one of us, I'm not going to say who it was, but you can probably guess because most of you know me. One of us uh, decided we should shoot a flaming arrow into a gas can. Pretty exciting, right? My brain is not a peanut, but when I was 17, I was up for a lot of things. And fireballs is one of those things. So we set it up. We get a bucket of water because we want to be prepared, a single bucket of water. Um, we want to be prepared. We get the gas cans full, or as I remember it, at least three-quarters full. We take a piece of cloth, we wrap it around the arrowhead, douse a little bit of gasoline on that thing, too. Got to make sure it lights up good. Light it on fire. And I'm the cool guy. I want to shoot it. I, wanna, I don't want anybody else to get the fireball. That's all me. So I'm, I shoot it. Perfect shot, right in the middle of that gas can. Boom, fireball. I was so excited. I was really excited. But we got one bucket of water. We put that gas can on top of a round bale. For those of you city slickers, round bale's a lot bigger than a square bale. Let's just say that thing was up in smoke, and we had one bucket of water. No preparation. Now, see, some of you are saying grab a hose, which is what I would think, but we threw the bucket on the gas fire, and it made it bigger because gasoline is petroleum. It floats on top of the water, and it doesn't put it out. So we found a fire extinguisher, got it all out. No repercussions. No big deal. Lies. Their parents went scorched earth about our scorched earth. Ah, preacher joke. They did. They went scorched earth. I tell that story for three reasons. One, I want all of you to know just how crazy I am. Two, I want you all to know that we all do dumb things, me included. And three, there were two friends that day, two of them and two completely different types of friends that day. 
One was a friend I still have to this day. So excited that he's my friend. He was the best man at my wedding. Talked to him every week. The other guy I talked to about twice in the last ooh, decade. I'm getting old. Um, but we see in Proverbs the importance of good friendships. In Proverbs 27, 17, for those of you taking notes, write that down. Proverbs 27, 17. As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Which one of those friends do you think was actually a good friend and sharpened me? The one I kept around. That's right, the one I kept around. Although that experience was not a sharpening experience, there is something about a friendship that's forged in fire. The other friend was pretty dull. He was. He was a friend of convenience at best. I mean, we went to the same church, so we saw each other back then. We even had Sunday night services, so we saw each other Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, sometimes on Saturdays, Thursdays every third week, you know, the whole thing. But he's not a friend I want to keep around. He was not a good friend. God doesn't want you to have butter knife friends. And some of you, I saw your face, you're like, what does that even mean? Butter knife friend is someone so dull, they're not even capable of sharpening you. He knows, God knows that dull friends lead to dull friendships, which leads to a dull life. Iron sharpens iron. If you're around people who aren't sharpening you, who aren't encouraging you, who aren't wanting you to even be successful, they're not challenging you to be better. You're creating a dull friendship, and it's going to lead you to a dull life, guaranteed. As iron sharpens iron. That's a weird thing, and this time, you know, we don't really see that imagery as they probably would have at the time of Proverbs. But think about it like Gordon Ramsay style, two knives dragging across each other, right? Ching, 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 ching. That's pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> Two are instruments that are not as sharp as they could be, but when there's a little bit of friction, they start to get that edge back. Sharpening requires friction. If you want deep and meaningful relationships, you have to have people in your life who you're willing to have friction with. Now, some of you are thinking, I have great friends, and we never fight. There's never any friction then you don't know if they're your real friend. If you don't ever fight, if you don't ever speak truth into each other's lives and then have to come back from that, how do you even know if they're going to be there when the hard time hits? And I'm not talking about just truth bombs to people that you kind of know and you're just like, bah, you're doing all this stuff wrong and you should fix it right now in the name of Jesus. but being honest enough to tell the truth to someone you care about and trusting that that friend cares as much about their growth as you do. In a true friendship, we tell the truth. We sharpen each other. We allow there to be some friction. We work through the problem, through the struggle, through the challenge because our commitment to each other is greater than that struggle. It's greater than that problem. Are your friends making you any better? And if they're not, 
Maybe it's time to kick them. I'm just kidding. You can sharpen them. Next thing, we have a picture. Ooh, that's cool. That dude's big. That's Martin's Lickus, according to Wikipedia. He's the 2019 World's Strongest Man. In preparation for this lift, I watched a video of him deadlift 900 pounds three times in a row. That's ridiculous. That's like three of me. Don't do the math. He also did a single-handed deadlift of 500 pounds twice. One hand stood up with it. Crazy amount of strength. Don't shake your head. I watched the video. He did it. The next guy is from Iceland. That's Half Thor Bjornsson. Huh? Says Team Iceland Strongman on his shirt. In 2018, he was the world's strongest man. In that competition, he deadlifted 1,041 pounds off the ground, 1,000 pounds. That's half a ton for those of you that are a little slow. Those two guys are workout partners. Without each other, they wouldn't be anywhere near as sharp or as strong as they need to be to win competitions like that. Are your friends pushing you to be this strong spiritually? When the spiritual thousand pound weight comes, would you be able to lift it off of you? Off the ground even? Do you have someone who will have spiritual conversations with you, pray with you, have a Bible study with you, have hard talks about purity or even secret sin? Do you have someone in your life who will call you out when you mess up or when you continually mess up doing the same thing over and over? Sometimes the truth hurts, but it's a necessary wound. We see about necessary wounds in Proverbs 27.6. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy kisses you many times. Sharpened, and wounded. Two keys to having a great friend. Now you're thinking wounds typically aren't a good thing. Some wounds in your life, they don't feel good, or they're even self-inflicted wounds. I think about some dumb things that I did, i.e. archery incident 2007, um, and it was dumb. It was stupid. That experience didn't really make me any better other than to know to have a fire extinguisher handy if you're ever going to do something like that. But there are things in your life when you get wounded, it eventually just makes you better. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Who said that? Kelly Clarkson or something? Yeah. If she didn't, it wasn't her. I'm sorry. But we don't want the confrontation. We want the kisses. Just kiss me. Not like that. Don't be weird. The danger is to surround ourselves with people who just tell us how awesome we are, who tell us what we want to hear, that real friends only tell us what we want to hear. If they were really my friend, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be so mean. They wouldn't. They would, just, they would support me in everything that I do, 
tell you, if you're my friend, I'm going to tell you you're stupid if you're being stupid. Right, Colton? (laughs) If we are unwise, we filter out everyone who tells us what we don't want to hear. And we start to filter in everybody who tells us what we do want to hear. And then we look around and wonder why nobody told us the truth when our life falls apart. Proverbs says, wounds from a friend can be trusted. Why can a wound be trusted? Because that person is looking out for your best interest. They want you to be better. It's done from a place of love, not anger or intent to harm. Everyone wants the kiss in the face and not the kick in the base. A few of you laughed. I'll take it. Uh, It does rhyme. So there's that. Uh, The great philosopher Bob Marley once said, the truth is everyone is going to hurt you. You just need to find out who's worth suffering for. Huh? So many times we choose the person as a friend who kisses up to us, tells us what we want to hear, when we need to choose the person who lifts up, who encourages us, who sharpens us, who makes us better. Now, some of you are like, well, my friend shouldn't say things like that. God is the only one who can correct me. You're wrong. Uh, 85% of the time when I mess up, I know it's hard to think of a time when I messed up, but just think about it. Just enter imaginary land with me. God speaks through my friends. He speaks through my wife. He speaks through our pastors. He speaks through the team that you have here, the the other volunteers. God works through people. Now, I've seen people get called out for doing something dumb, and they're like, only God can judge me. Only God can judge me. I've also seen neck tattoos with that. Not Not a good plan on the life end of things. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. God speaks through people to affect our lives on a daily basis. Sometimes hurts in life are good hurts. Why did God take away my boyfriend? Because he's terrible for you. He's toxic. And... Short story, he's a terrible person if he doesn't treat you like a queen. Period. Are your friends making you any sharper? Is your friend helping you to be better? Maybe you even need to ask yourself, am I sharpening my friend? Am I the one initiating those conversations, asking those tough questions? Now, this may sound weird, but you also need to ask yourself, am I wounded? Am I wounding others? Now, I'm not talking about just being mean to be mean. There's a productive way to do it. When you have a relationship with somebody and you can speak real truth into their lives, knowing that they want to change, there's power in that. And if you're unwilling to confront someone with some hard truth like that, You're assuming the worst out of them because you're assuming they don't even want to change. 
you're showing them in their worst light when you could be lifting them up to their best light. Now, it sounds crazy, but you should have some friendships where you look back and you say, man, that conversation really sucked. I hated going through all of that, but because of that, my life is changed. Are you being sharpened? Are you capable of sharpening? Are you being wounded? And are you wounding others productively? We're going to break into some fam time, and we're really going to get down into some of these questions and maybe some examples of what you've seen as far as being wounded or wounding or sharpened or sharpening. And I really want you to just take hold of that opportunity to really think about your friendships. Think about those people in your life that are closest to you and if they should be that close because if they're not sharpening you, maybe you can sharpen them or let them go.